Hey, good morning. Today is Monday, January 29th, 2024. I'm Herb Morgan, Senior Managing Director and Chief Investment Officer at Gantor Fitzgerald Managed ETF Portfolios. This is my weekly economic and market commentary. The presentation has been prepared by us, Cantor Fitzgerald, for use with investors and financial advisors who are each expected to make their own investment decisions. Nothing contained in the presentation should be treated as investment advice. There are no recommendations for the purchase or sale of any securities. This is purely for informational purposes only. Let's get into it. We had a positive week across the board in equities. For the most part, we did in bonds, except for the longer end of the curve. As some of the expectations for rate cuts moderated, continued to moderate, I should say, a little bit last week. But up across the board, international markets, developed international markets, led the way up 2%. Uh, but good participation in the U.S., small, mid, and large, all positive uh, on the week. The data was surprisingly good, just as we continue to expect uh, a recession to come because of rate hikes, because of bank failures, which are now almost a year in the rearview mirror, because of balance sheet runoff, reduction in the money supply, all of these things, yet the economy continues to uh, uh, amaze us, continues to do well. The stock market continues to do well uh, also. Start with uh, flash readings from S&P Global on both manufacturing and services. These are the readings that come out intramonth. It's in January. We're still in January. Today's January 29th. And then we'll get a final reading uh, actually this week. But the flash reading uh, for manufacturing surprisingly broke 50. Back above 50 in manufacturing in the United States in the month of January. That means expansion. The estimate was for 47.6. So that was a big news, big surprise because services, which has been solidly above 50 um, for well over a year, remained there as well. So services, 85% of the economy, manufacturing about 15% of the economy, good news indeed. The other thing that has to happen is we keep saying over and over, if you're going to have a recession, you have to have job losses because job losses you know, lead to reductions in consumer spending, which lead to reduction in earnings, which lead to reduction in values, et cetera, et cetera. Jobless claims though remain amazingly low. Initial weekly claims for unemployment uh, came up to 214,000. Um, anything below 300,000 is solid. We're not even close to recessionary job loss levels. Um, and so uh, solid, solid data there across the board. Then we got a surprise uh, reading on fourth quarter GDP. We're expecting the initial report for fourth quarter GDP to come in at 2% annualized. It didn't, it came in at 3.3% annualized. And that's on top of a 4.9% annualized rate in the third quarter. Personal consumption rose 2.8%. GDP for the, for the entire year looks like it was up 2.5%. That's pretty solid for the world's largest economy with bank failures and rising interest rates and reduction in the money supply. And we still had an economy grow 2.5%. Now, if I want to be a pessimist about that, we, have to, we could break that out. We did have massive amounts of deficit-financed fiscal spending, without which we would not be perhaps looking as good as we do on those headline GDP numbers. But looking at first quarter 2024 Atlanta Fed GDP now index, which is updated every day as other economic data comes out, it looks like we're trending at around 3.3% for the first quarter of this year. Again, though, we're looking at deficit financed fiscal spending 
at about 5% plus of GDP, a level normally reserved for recession or war. It's a dangerous game that we're playing the fiscal side in the country. Durable goods orders for December uh, unchanged, expected to be down 1.5%. So that was a nice positive surprise. Back out transportation, they were up six tenths of a percent. All in all, a good number there. Then we got a good number on new home sales. New home sales, which have been down, rebounded 8%. It was a little bit below expectations, but 8% is a pretty solid number. Annual sales were higher in 2023 for the first time in three years. So that's despite the higher rates, uh, a much larger percentage of home purchases are being paid for in cash. Move on, we got December personal income. Expected to be up three-tenths, it was. Personal spending, expected to be up 5%. Five-tenths, it was up seven-tenths of a percent. And we revised uh, higher the November number as well. But the big data, the most concerning data everybody was looking for last week was that on inflation, particularly the Fed's preferred measure to determine whether or not they're meeting their statutory mandate. That measure is PCE, personal consumption expenditures, specifically the red one, core PCE, which backs out food and energy. December PCE was up two tenths and 2.6 year over year. Core, the more important one, gained two tenths. Last month, they were both up 0.1, which was a little bit better, but two tenths and the year over year is now below three, it's at 2.9. But remember all this talk about the Fed cutting rates in March or January for that matter, not gonna happen, but uh, for in March is silly. They, can't, they won't cut rates until personal consumption core PCE is below 2% unless job losses pick up and job losses are not picking up. In fact, we still have more job openings than U6 unemployed in the country. So I don't think we're going to see any rate cuts in March. I'm gonna get back to that here in just a minute in the presentation. Pending home sales uh, gained 8.3%, estimate was 2%. That's a solid number. It's the largest monthly gain uh, since the middle of 2020. But what we really have is uh, the first wave of earnings. We had, we've had 124 out of 500 companies report, the S&P 500. 97 of those have beat, 22 have failed to beat, five have met estimates. Average earnings surprise is about 6% uh, above. There's some above and some below. From a sector perspective, you can see uh, industrials, solid beats there over seven and a quarter percent. Um, communications, which only five names have reported, were, were dealing negative, minus 1.4% as a sector. Even real estate, which has been troubled of late, doing well. We had very solid gains from the big financials. But this week, we got a lot of the mag seven and the big important names, the names that could kind of move uh, markets. And I think this will set the tone uh, for the rest of the quarter, right? Uh, we've got um, tomorrow, Skyworks, AMD, Microsoft, Google, and UPS. Big bellwethers for the economy. Um, and Wednesday, Boeing, ADP, Qualcomm, and Corvo, two big chip makers, payroll company, and obviously we all know Boeing. And then uh, Meta, or Facebook, Amazon, and Apple on, uh, on um, Thursday. So all very, very big names. 
Um, I think it's 102, yeah, 102 S&P 500 companies will be reporting earnings this week, and that will set the tone here. Speaking of that, here's the current blended forward 12-month estimate for earnings for the S&P 500. I think a lot of people were, were concerned that it had been kind of coming down. Um, and then last week, the earnings data was all pretty good, and it turned back higher again. And so the blended forward estimate is about $242 a share for the S&P 500. Um, but still, that puts us at a 20 multiple, which is a pretty darn high multiple. But back to the um, whether or not earnings, job losses, inflation numbers are going to cause the Fed to cut rates. I kept hearing as the CNBC was playing in the background last week that, well, the, the, um, the Fed rate cut probabilities are coming way back down, yet the market's still going higher. And so I decided to take a look and pull the data this morning here. The blue line represents the number of rate cuts that are implied by year end uh, based on the Fed funds futures market. And that's going to be on the left hand scale. So December 1st, they, it was implied um, that we'd have about five and a half cuts. A cut is 25 basis points. And the implied rate by year end of 2024 was 4.15%. Now, there's been a little bit of movement here. But in the end, what's really happened is they're just moving out the, the start of the rate cuts in this Fed funds futures market from March to a little further out to say May and beyond. So the markets are still firmly convinced, firmly betting on uh, rate cuts at the end of the year, somewhere around five from here, five and a half, whatever, but it implies a Fed funds rate 4.15. So let's call that an upper bound of four and a quarter. We're at five and a half. It's really not that much and it's just not that big of a deal. So the market is um, doing what the market wants to do. And I think the market's really focused on earnings. Uh, I think we're getting a little bit of a valuation bump on artificial intelligence. This is not the dot-com bubble yet, but we're getting a little frothy. We're getting a little frothy, let's put it that way. Okay, lots of economic, in addition to 102 S&P 500 companies, and of course, hundreds and hundreds of others reporting this week, uh, we've got the economic data and lots and lots and lots and lots of it. Uh, nothing today, though. <laughs> We've got Tuesday, a lot of data on internet, on uh, residential real estate, consumer confidence, job openings. I don't expect anything surprising there. Um, jobs reports come out um, for January. We've got the ADP number on Wednesday, uh, Chicago PMI. We've got Fed, Fed meeting this week. Zero percent chance in my mind that they do anything with rates. And I think they even they even convince us, try to convince us in the words and the language and the statement and the speeches that they're not cutting rates in March. I think that comes on uh, on Wednesday at 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock uh, Eastern. Thursday, we, regular weekly claims, very low, 200,000 productivity labor costs. The final readings on uh, manufacturing from both ISM and S&P Global, auto sales, construction spending, the big Bureau of Labor Statistics jobs report expecting that we still added 180,000 jobs uh, in the month of, uh, of January. Unemployment expected to be 3.8%. Consumer sentiment, factory orders, and average hourly earnings. Don't forget, this is available by subscription. You get the charts, the graphs, pretty pictures, or you can just listen in your car by telling your smart device to play Slaying Bulls and Bears or play Herb 
Morgan's podcast. Thanks, everybody. I'll be back to you next week. And don't forget, if anything happens intra-week, uh, put it up on LinkedIn or Twitter. Thank you.